0: On this episode, we kick off March with a bracket challenge between Disney's top celebrities who have voiced more than one Disney character. Today is March 3rd, 2023. This is episode 544 of the Main Street Magic podcast.
1: Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts,
2: Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey, guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at mainstmagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. Then if you hit that subscribe button, you get brand new episodes, Every Tuesday and Friday. If you were worried about your dining at 60 Days Out at Walt Disney World or Disneyland, you didn't get what you wanted. You did not get Roundup Rodeo Barbecue.
2: Which we did because We did get it all because of of who? Mouse dining. What else
0: did mouse dining help us get?
2: narcooses yeah for our, for our anniversary. anniversary
0: so uh, a couple weeks after narcooses uh, reopens we will be down there on april 22nd uh to try it out but basically you go you sign up for mouse dining's free service and then they're going to alert you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant date meal and time uh, you can visit msmfriends.com to use this free service now before we get into today's episode though we do have a very special message from our new friend mark daniel
1: hello mark daniel here you know Secrets. Can you please join me in raising money for one of my favorite charities? Give Kids the World Village right here in Central Florida. Once again, I plan to go over the edge and rappel 428 feet down the side of the Hyatt Regency Orlando. And this year, I've teamed up with a few friends. Team High Five, because there's five of us and we'll be up high, 32 stories high. Now you can help by donating any amount, $5, $10, $15. Any amount will help us get closer to our goal of $1,000 to send me over the edge. And remember, all proceeds go to Give Kids the World. They specialize in making dreams come true for critically ill kids and their families. But if you have $25 to give and you're free on March 11th from 7 till 9 p.m., then get your tickets for a night of magic. Michelle Atwood from the Main Street Mouse and I will be hosting a trivia night with Team High Five at the Malia Orlando Resort in Celebration, Florida. There will be, of course, the trivia that we'll be hosting, prizes, raffles, and a silent auction. Plus, we'll have a celebrity guest, Ike Eisenman, star of Escape to Witch Mountain and Return from Witch Mountain. Now remember... All proceeds go to Give Kids the World, so get your tickets now. And I hope to see you on March 11th, and thank you very much for supporting Give Kids the World Village right here in Central Florida.
2: Check the show notes for donations for Mark's team for Give Kids the World and purchase tickets to the trivia event. We'll be out there April 15th to cheer everyone on and watch them repel Over Over the the edge. Edge.
0: That's going to be cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see him do that. Uh, our buddy Scott Atwood participated last year, I know. And so it will be fun to uh, check that out that mm-hmm. weekend. So, yeah, please go out, uh, donate, purchase those tickets to the trivia event. Are you uh, going to go Mark over and his the edge, team. I'm not going to go over the edge. I know uh, Barbara called me out to do it, but it sounds like Mark has a, a full team. Mm-hmm. So I think he's all set. But, if, if Mark, if you do need an additional member, then Rhonda will certainly sign up. So, uh, just let us know, but this is, so this is going to be fun. I, I love March Madness. We yes. are. Uh, we oh, are, it
2: is March Madness. Yeah. So
0: we got uh, tomorrow. Oh my uh, well, this weekend really is going to end. If you don't care about college basketball, just go ahead and hit the 30 second skip ahead button. But um, yeah, college basketball is pretty much ending this weekend. Conference tournaments start next weekend. March Madness starts the weekend after. We love these bracket challenges. Uh, this is one we've wanted to do for a while. But uh, to be honest, it is really hard to put together, uh, you know, Disney voice characters because there are so Many good ones. Mm-hmm. So here's what we did. This is going to be a two-parter. Okay. Part one today is going to be uh, Disney voices that uh, for for celebrities that have voiced multiple Disney characters in one of those movies. They're all only movies, and one of those movies has to come out in the past decade. Okay. And, and the only reason we set it up this way is because otherwise this would literally be impossible because there's so many good really? ones. Really? I mean, literally, our our audience is. A little bit younger than us, <laughs> based <laughs> on stats. So I figured a little bit of newer movies will probably work better. And okay. then in part two, we're going to do uh, another bracket challenge of Disney voice characters uh, dating back to 1990 that have only voiced a single character uh, wow. in Disney movies. Okay. Uh, these are Disney and Pixar. So we left out you know, anything that's Marvel or Star Wars related. Uh, and again, these are movies only. So what we're going to do is run through the seeds first and give you a little bit of background on today's voice actors who have voiced multiple characters in Disney movies. Um, But first, going to just throw out Jim Cummings because he's not going to show up in any of these lists, but he is one of the most classic Disney, I say, voice characters, Winnie the Pooh, so many incredible characters throughout the years. Um, Honestly, I don't think it'd be fair if he was on either of these brackets because he would win. Okay. So (laughs) we, we decided to leave him off. But what we did is we went out and found, because again, these are hard to put together. And after all these brackets, these a lot of times come down to Rhonda and I having the discussion of what do we think? What do we like? What do we feel belongs? Right. So a lot of it comes down sometimes to a personal opinion, you know? hmm And so it's sometimes easier to go out and find articles or votes or, you know, things that seem a little bit more, uh, I guess, out there that that people have already figured out what's truly like the top. Okay. And so we found an article from BuzzFeed that listed the top 18 actors who have voiced multiple Disney and Pixar characters. Um, in the including a movie in the past 10 years and broke that down to the top 16 oh wow just to make it an easier bracket cuz 18 just gets messy Yeah. so the two that did not make the list uh first is Jennifer Lewis who was an experienced voiceover artist due to her time on The Proud Family uh cast in two Disney animated movies she plays a car flow in The Cars movies and also played the role of Mama Odie in The Princess and the Frog oh yeah
2: uh,
0: 17th seated was Bonnie Hunt, another legend when it comes to voicing Disney Pixar characters, only second behind John Ratzenberger for the number of Disney characters she's played. Her performances include Rosie the Spider from A Bug's Life, Mrs. Flint in Monsters, Inc., Karen Graves in Monsters, University, Sally Carrera in the Cars movies, and Dolly in Toy Story 3 and 4.
2: Bonnie Hunt is not the Twister girl, right?
0: It is the Twister girl. It is? That is Bonnie Hunt. So she's still had quite a lengthy wow. career after the success of, of Twister.
2: That's neat. So
0: good for her. I actually did not realize how many Disney movies she had voiced.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: So what we're going to do is Rhonda's going to read you the uh, seed and the name. We'll play a little clip from one of their most notable characters, give you a little background. So that everybody just understands what we're working with. And then we'll get into the 16 brackets and we will walk through each one and vote for our favorite. Uh, Now, the only issue with these bracket challenges is a lot of times you need a third person for as a tiebreaker. We don't have one. So if we disagree on one, it's going to be up to each other to sway the other person into agreeing with them. We have to end up agreeing on something. Okay. So let's start off with our number 16 seed.
2: And that is Maya Rudolph. We do not talk, think, discuss, contemplate, or go anywhere near the surface. So Maya got her first taste of
0: Disney voiceover work with her role as Aunt Cass in Big Hero 6 in 2014. Uh, thankfully, she returned to the Disney machine in 2021, providing the voice of Daniela, Pagora, in Luca. I'm a huge Maya Rudolph fan. Yeah, um, she's
2: big into Disney, though, right? Yes,
0: very big. Of course, we loved her as the judge on The Good Place. Yeah. I will say this: um, I wanted to find a clip from Aunt Cass from Big Hero Six.
2: Yeah, but don't go
0: down a weird YouTube rabbit hole looking up Aunt Cass. It gets weird. Why? Um, I there's a lot of people out there that have put together. Ju- it just don't don't look it up. It gets it gets a little dirty. Uh, like all of a sudden I just just from the thumbnails, I was like, I'm not going to use one of these videos. It was hard just to find a a voice from her. So stick. Yeah, just don't go there. All right. Next, Rhonda is our number 15 seed.
2: Which is Rachel House.
0: This week the counts of is a soul missing. The counts off. So Rachel first played Grandma Tala, Moana's free-spirited grandmother in Moana. Aww. Then in 2020, Rachel appeared as the soul counter determined to meet their quota, Terry, in Seoul. I'll be 100% honest. I did not know this name. Mm-mm, me neither. Um, but as soon as I looked her up, I spent all of 10 to 15 minutes staring at her photo going, I know who that is. What do I recognize her from? And it ended up being... Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> she plays Topaz, who's kind of the, the right hand man or woman, I should say, to Jeff Goldblum's grandmaster. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw it, like my whole world just started to connect in all <laughs> these different ways. So obviously she is a big part of the Disney family. Let's move on to number 14, Rhonda, who everybody I think knows and loves.
2: Uh, who is yeah. that? Wallace Sean
1: for fearsome here but i just don't feel it i think i'm just coming off as annoying
2: so wallace
0: 100 as one of the most recognizable voices around in particular amongst disney fans his role in the toy story movies as rex is iconic but he also voiced gilbert hugh mr incredible's boss who he throws through a series of walls in the first film
2: and for you older people that listen <laughs> like myself Clueless
0: The teacher The teacher
2: And Mrs. Geiss's husband Oh yeah Yeah Good reference Yeah
0: This is Yeah If you You know Wallace Shawn You know him by his voice You know him by his face Uh, Honestly And again Remember We're going with BuzzFeed's rankings So you take it up with them If you don't like The the order (laughs) of these seeds I think Wallace Shawn Probably could have gone up A little bit I also would say Our number 13 Could go up a a little bit Because I'm a huge fan Who is that
2: That is Richard Kind his rocket makes you
0: yell, hooray! So Richard has been appearing consistently in Disney films since his first role as the somewhat dim grasshopper Molt in A Bug's Life. Since then, he's gone on to voice Bookworm in Toy Story 3 and appear as a van in both Cars movies, as well as lending his voice to Bing Bong in Inside Out. Mm. One of Aww. the saddest scenes, oh, I think, in goodness. all of Disney Pixar history, right alongside the intro to Up, is, is him doing Bing Bong I've been a huge Richard Kine fan since he played the hypochondriac uh, Harvey Corman on Scrubs. <laughs> he was one of those like kind of, you know, repeating character roles that just knocked it out of the park nice every single time. Number 12 on the list is near and dear to my heart. Who is that?
2: Kristen Bell.
0: I don't even know why we're playing a clip, but I'll go ahead and do it. Yeah,
2: right. This is awkward. Uh, <laughs> Not you're awkward, but just because we're I'm awkward. You're gorgeous. Wait, what?
0: So Kristen is a memorable figure in Disney fol- folklore, mostly thanks to her voice work, of course, on Frozen as Anna. Uh, since then, she's made appearances in Zootopia as Princella the Sloth. I did not know that, to be honest.
2: Uh, now I want to go watch that, because isn't that when she asks the question to... Um, well, the,
0: the other sloth, they're telling the joke, yeah. and he repeats it to Priscilla, and that's Kristen Bell. And I honestly didn't know that. So, But
2: doesn't she say something?
0: Yeah. So we'll have to go back and we'll go yeah. back and, and look at the clip, but uh Ralph Breaks the Internet and then Frozen Two, of course, if you've ever heard of that. All of the Frozen franchise. And then I'm
2: assuming Frozen Three. Frozen
0: three. I'm just I'm a huge Kristen Bell fan. I think she's absolutely adorable. I think she made Anna an animated character absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm uh love her in the good place mm-hmm. which is a very uh, different role <laughs> compared go back to, playing Anna. to
2: what rob and tina love
0: yeah veronica mars there. they actually oh got to God meet God. her yes. they went out and saw the premiere back mm-hmm. when kickstarter was huge mm-hmm. i mean i guess it still is but back when kickstarter was doing movies um they were looking to make this veronica mars movie and one of the tears was you got to go out to the la premiere a ticket to the LA premiere, yeah. and you had to pay your way, your hotel, all that stuff. And Robin Tina, who were big Veronica Mars fans of the TV show, mm-hmm. did it. Uh, a couple of years later, Zach Braff did it. I remember I originally purchased at the tier for us to go out to LA and see his movie. And then we started. I started doing math, and I was like, we can't afford to do that. So I backed <laughs> down the tier um, for Wish I Were Here. And so anyway, just a little, little trivia, a little backstory. Next, we're moving on to a very iconic voice, I think, that everybody recognizes as well. At our number 11 seed, who is that?
2: Brad Garrett.
1: Good food is like music you can taste. Color you can smell. There is excellence all around you. You need only be aware to stop and say it.
0: Brad has been in a host of beloved Disney films including Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Tangled and A Bug's Life. He's one of those dedicated Disney voice actors who has never really been in the spotlight, but he should get some kudos. Shout out to Brad's role as Gusteau in Ratatouille. I uh, mm-hmm. feel like I'm sure it was prior to that, but most people our age know him as the big goofy brother to Ray Romano and Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh-huh. Now are you picturing his yeah. face? Yeah. Iconic that- voice. Standing voice actor. Yeah. All right, next up is number ten on our list. Who I probably would have swapped out a little bit a- a- at a higher seed, but again, Perfect. BuzzFeed people, BuzzFeed. Yeah. Who's our number ten seed?
2: Mindy Kaling. Yes. Caution! There is a dangerous smell, people. She voiced the character
0: Disgust and in Inside Out, and then played the excellently named Taffeta Mutton Fudge, rival <laughs> of Vanellope von Schweetz. And Wreck It Ralph. Uh, Again, a lot of folks probably around our age know her most, uh, probably notably from The Office. So you would not know from that. You have never watched The Office. How dare you. But you are very, very familiar. I don't
2: understand The Office.
0: Yeah, you've never seen Office Space. No. You don't get the humor because you have never worked in an office. Correct. Like TPS reports, if you had worked in an office from Office Space, you would totally get. And The Office is probably spot on as a series about what it is like to work in an office environment. I wish you'd just spent like one year in one.
2: Nope. You would have
0: quickly said, I no longer wanted to work in this environment, but you're very, very familiar with our number nine seed. Who is that?
2: Sandra. Oh, it's one thing to
1: stay calm at home or school, but a concert you'll get whipped up into a frenzy and panda all over the place.
0: So Sandra Oh completed her third Disney gig voicing Ming Lee, which we just heard in Turning Red uh, last year. She actually first appeared as Ting Ting in Milan 2 back in 2004. And she also played the Chief of the Fang, Verana, in Raya in The Last Dragon.
2: And for those Grey's Anatomy fans, everybody knows Sandra Oh as Meredith's right-hand woman.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I even know her from that, and I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I'm proud to say I've never seen an entire episode of Grey's Anatomy. I've caught bits and sure? pieces. I don't think I've ever been able to make it through a whole one.
2: Oh, you probably walked away, like, especially when they get into surgeries and I have, stuff. I have. I have walked away. Sat, you've sat before when I've been watching it. I,
0: I have. I tried not to pay attention to it. Yes. The mo- yeah. Correct. So... um, Plus, they made fun of it on Scrubs. That's the most I know about it, which, uh-huh. was, which was, I always enjoyed that. All right. Number eight, I feel like, is another one that's just near and dear to your heart. You're mm-hmm. a huge fan, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Who is our number eight I Love seed?
2: her. And it is Emma Thompson. I blame you. Stubbornness. It's entirely from your side of the family. <laughs> So Emma's another
0: esteemed actor who has graced multiple Disney movies, the first of which was the underrated Treasure Planet in which she voiced Captain Amelia alongside Joseph Gordon-Levitt. She then went from Captain to Queen when she provided the voice for Queen Eleanor in Brave. She also was the voice of Mrs. Potts in the live action Beauty and the Beast as a little bit of extra. We're sticking to the the animated realm, but very iconic in her her reprise, I should say, is Mrs. Potts. she's outstanding i mean she's one of the greatest actresses i think of all time
2: yeah i mean and she's been in so many she's been in a lot of other disney ones too oh
0: for sure Um, so and just so many yeah so many great roles that honestly i probably haven't seen her in a lot of but i know how good she is uh number seven who do we have octavia spencer
2: everybody out this tavern is closed for remodeling
0: So Octavia added the honor of voicing a Disney character to her long list of accomplishments back in 2016 when she was the voice of Mrs. Otterton in Zootopia. Mm -hmm. Then in 2020, she wonderfully voiced the manticore in Onward. Mm -hmm. She's outstanding in that Mm -hmm. role. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Both of them. Oh, both of them outstanding, but probably, I think, uh, not knowing all the exact dates of these movies i feel like she's definitely on the list as one of the newer but for buzzfeed to rank her up at number seven yeah shows how good she really is and that's that's the thing you have to think of as well when you look at some of these seedings you know i know i think maybe a richard kind or a wallace sean uh should be higher on the list but it's only because they're they've been in so many they're so iconic but somebody like octavia i think takes the role on her own like you yeah when you hear um wallace sean you're like that's the Wallace Shawn guy. Every role he does, the voice is very similar. Same with the Richard Kind, same with the Brad Garrett. Now they have a voice made for that. She takes roles and absolutely makes them her own, which is why I think she's featured so highest on this list. To me, that's what a good voice actor really does. It's almost one where you, you have to listen and go,
2: who is that? Wait, do I know who that,
0: oh, it sounds so familiar. Like, I'm just going off the path a little bit. Seth Rogen in The Lion King, right? I think, I think he was great in that role as Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. but as soon as you hear it you're like that's seth rogan right and so i don't feel like he's making it his own they're literally like hey seth rogan will you just be seth rogan right and go all right it works for the character but like, he's not making it bradley his own. cooper as rocket
2: i i i would have never been like oh, i yeah, could have been bradley through cooper. every
0: movie so far and not sure i would have realized it's bradley cooper yeah i so he's he's not gonna make it on our um list for the single character because it's not a disney or pixar but i almost put him in there and i knew we would talk about him (laughs) because i think it's one of the best voice roles ever uh all right let's move on to our number six seed who is this julia lewis dreyfus
1: there's a gap there's a gap in the line what are we gonna do
0: Julia is another season contributor to Disney. Pixar, having first ventured into the fold as one of the most underrated Disney princesses out there, Princess Ada in A Bug's Life. Uh, Julia then voiced Rochelle in Planes and more recently was the voice of Laurel Lightfoot in Onward.
2: Oh, that's cool.
0: This this is another one of those, though, that I think goes high on the list. I, hadn't, I honestly didn't know she was Laurel Lightfoot in Onward because yeah. I think she does such a great job of mm-hmm. distinguishing her voice away from what it actually sounds like. Now, we hear that clip, and I can place it knowing who it is, yeah. but I don't know if, you know what And I mean? if
2: you're familiar, of course, with Seinfeld. Yes. That is where. Made her
0: mark as Elaine.
2: Yep. And then, the, I mean, it, she's was been in the, so um... many, but now she's in Marvel.
0: Yes, she is as Val. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, I'm going to totally butcher this. I've watched it and it's actually a hilarious show that followed Seinfeld. It was the New Adventures of Old Christine. That's what it was. That show is hilarious. Yeah. She's wonderful in that. So check that out. Uh, She's the second Christine to her ex-husband, I believe, is what it is. So it's the new adventure. She's the old Christine because he marries a younger Christine, if I remember the plot line correctly. All right. Number five, who I think is an absolute bad
1: you-know-what. Oh, yeah. Who is that?
2: Idris Elba.
1: First, we need to acknowledge the elephant in the room, Francine.
0: Happy birthday. A more recent addition to the Disney family, Idris played Chief Bogo in Zootopia, Fluke the Seal in Finding Dory, and also starred in the live action remake of The Jungle Book as Shere Khan.
2: Yeah, and he's a very handsome man. He's a very handsome man. <laughs>
0: and he is, I mean, he's, yeah, he's one of those, I feel like, more recent action stars um, that has oh, burst yeah. on the scene because he was the bad guy in and Hall,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which, which I honestly was probably the first real, like, notice I took of him. Really? Yeah.
2: I think he's, I feel like I've taken notice before, and now I just can't. I bet you
0: have. (laughs) Plenty of people have taken notice since, I can tell you that much. My
2: brain, like, kind of goes, like, blank whenever I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm on a uh, show, like, Jeopardy, and I'm like, oh, I I gotta try to think of a, I can't. Right, right. I can't.
0: And, of course, he's another one that has crossed over into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Himdall, the all-seeing Asgardian, Mm -hmm. and Thor. So... Uh, disney fam yeah, I, I mean i'll be honest i think if there's any of these 16 folks that are you know already not disney legends which i know there are several of them they will all be disney legends i think at some point yeah let's move on to our four seed another one that i know is very near and dear to Rhonda's heart
2: and it is the little mermaid jody benson
1: i'm tour guide barbie please keep your hands arms and accessories inside the car and no flash photography
0: so Jodi earned her place in the Disney Hall of Fame for her performance as Ariel in The Little Mermaid, for which she provided both the dialogue and the singing, which does Aww. not happen a lot in the you know yeah. the older animated films. Uh, Jodi also has appeared in Toy Story 2 and 3 as Barbie, and she reprised her role as Ariel in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, and yes, I did use a clip from her time as Barbie, yeah, not cool. Ariel, because that cool. that's one that I learned that like a couple years ago yeah. that she voiced Barbie.
2: Again, I, that's to me amazing because I would have never gone. Wait, that's Ariel. That's Jody right. Benson. I know because that is how I see Jody Benson as Ariel. Like, I mean,
0: yeah. So, and, and one of those that I was so glad to hear talking with our good friend, Omar from give kids the world uh, who knows Jody very, very well yeah. has had absolutely nothing but incredibly nice things to say about her um she has raised a lot of money for give kids the world even just the oh, past yeah. two years by offering up those 15 minute zoom calls mm-hmm. um so yeah absolutely love jody Biz- benson she is a a disney legend for sure uh number three might be my favorite and i almost want to be like should be number one until you see who our top two seeds are <laughs> but who is our number three seed
2: that is alan tudyk weselton duke of weselton your majesty
0: Alan is definitely an unsung Disney hero. He's had his main roles, most notably as King Candy, Turbo, and Wreck-It Ralph, uh, but he's also appeared in a host of other Disney features. Alan played the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen, and Alistair Cree in Big Hero 6, as well as several notable non-speaking animals, including the Toucan in Encanto, Tuk Tuk in Raya and the Last Dragon, Iago in the Aladdin remake, and Hey Hey in Moana.
2: That's amazing. I
0: think he's. I think he might be one of the best voice actors of all time. He was. Okay. He was the robot we'll in iRobot.
2: Oh really? I,
0: I. Honestly, we could do an entire episode where we just read his voice credits, and it would probably be sixty minutes long. Oh my goodness! The the guy is incredible, and he's amazing. First of all, you know my favorite role of Alan Tudyk. It is not a voice role.
2: Okay. Let me get.
0: He'll give you a hint. I'm covering one eye like it's an eye patch. Okay. Ben Stiller. They're Dodging Balls, oh Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball, Alan Tudyk.
2: Yes. I, I love this And he guy. was in, oh, now we're going back real yeah, far, yeah. Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Was he? Yes. You know, I've
0: never seen that movie. <gasps> is it good?
2: It's so good.
0: I, the only movie He's I think- so good the at The only it. movie I've seen from beginning to end with Heath Ledger is him as the Joker. Really? In the dark night. You
2: never saw Ten Things I Hate About You with Me?
0: I I Love cannot that movie. I cannot say with certainty that I've watched it from beginning to end in a sitting. Okay. If that makes sense. But I know Chuck Amy, you've got the Excel spreadsheet. I know we went away from it. We got to get back on it. Is they started a, a list of movies that I've not seen <laughs> that most everybody else Lord in the, the world mercy. has. But Alan Tudyk is going to be a very, very tough competitor for me. When we get to the, the actual bracket. We should put on Mike's tail.
2: God, it's so portion good. portion
0: of this. We could watch that tonight. I'm just kidding. We have zero time. All <laughs> right. Who is our number two seed? Another
2: one of my absolute favorites. John Goodman.
1: Go ahead. Uh, go to sleep. Now. Now go. Uh, You go to sleep. John
0: is one of the best voices in the business and he gave it to one of the most iconic Disney characters of all time, Sully from Monsters, Inc. John's recognizable Mm -hmm. voice was also used for Pacha in The Emperor's New Groove and Big Daddy LaBouffe in The Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm. I would venture to say that my top two favorite Disney animated movies of all time are number one, Princess and the Frog, Mm -hmm. number two, The Emperor's New Groove. Mm -hmm. Number three would probably be Lilo and Stitch for me. Oh, okay, and there he is. Voices in both of them. I I love Monsters Inc. I mean, him is Sully. Uh, next to Billy Crystal's oh, yeah. Mike Wazowski is absolutely outstanding, of course. But yeah. uh, John Goodman is about as good as they get. Again, let's date ourselves. Where did you first ever see John Goodman? Did you even watch this growing up, Roseanne?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. where I think I mean, everybody I fell in love with, with John that, Goodman. Yeah. I don't know if I really watched it. Like, I just remember it.
0: Yeah. So. We we it was one of those ones that our we sat but down with our family every week and watched. Wasn't
2: it. he in Coyote Ugly? Yeah. He was the dad? He was
0: the dad in Coyote Ugly. I mean the yes. guy again in an absolutely impressive list. When when you go back and you talk about some of the greatest actors of I'd say maybe our generation, you mm-hmm. know, Rhonda and I being in our forties. <laughs> um I think John Goodman is up there, but I don't feel like he ever comes into the conversation. Yeah. Because he often doesn't have the lead starring role. Right. But he's he's
2: outstanding. Yeah.
0: All right. Our number one seed uh, there. Uh, okay. Just who
1: is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> John Ratzenberger.
1: Probably all copper wiring, huh? So uh, where are you from?
0: So John is a true Pixar hero, and this is why he's number one. And this stat is unbelievable. John is featured in Every single one of Pixar's first 22 animated releases up until Soul, wow. which was their 23rd Pixar film, and the first one without his voice. His most iconic roles include Ham in Toy Story, P.T. Flea in A Bug's Life, and The Abominable Snowman in Monsters, Inc., and I just I just keep dating ourselves, the one and only Cliff Clavin from Cheers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another one of my favorite shows Cheers. growing up. That's funny. We love that show so much. So we had uh we had four cats at one time when I was a kid. They're all indoor, outdoor cats.
2: Oh my goodness. We had
0: Whiskers was the mom, and she gave birth to Tiger. Uh Whiskers passed away. We had Tiger and we got um Twinkie and Mittens, which were sisters, and Mittens was named because she had a the fifth um or the sixth, I think it is, opposable little thumb that some <laughs> cats have. So it looked like Mittens, and then Twinkie was the color of a Twinkie. Then We found a stray Norm. He was all black, very much looked like Bucky, our Bucky Barnes, long haired, all black, uh, constantly just had stuff stuck in his fur, but he would (laughs) disappear for like two or three weeks on end. And all of a sudden you just walk in the house and he's just, he's like sitting on your couch. And so we named him Norm because every time he would just wander in a room, we'd all yell Norm, like from cheers.
2: Okay. It's a little
0: Stein trivia for you. but Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue that John Ratzenberger should be number one on this list. I mean, 22 Pixar films in a row.
2: Yeah. There's no way for anyone incredible. to unseat
0: him now.
2: But that's just Pixar. That does
0: I know. That doesn't mean that he's going to come out on top, because now we're getting into what really matters, which is our bracket. We have all 16 seeds ready to go. You guys have the backstory. You have the sound clips. You know who everybody is. So let's get into our votes. And we're going to start with the number one seed, John Ratzenberger, versus number 16 seed, Maya Rudolph. I'll just let you go first each time. And if I have any sort of disagreement, then we can discuss who are you've already making a face.
2: Because I want to pick Maya. Why? Because I love her and she's just good. And I love her voice.
0: So, well, let's have this discussion first. Are we going with who we like the most or who we think is the best? Because there's a very clear distinction, but I want to make that from the beginning. I don't know. This is where we need some sort of interactive show where we could ask people, what do you think? Should we go with uh, Louie? I know. Okay, so are you saying Maya Rudolph? Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I think I am. I
0: like I like Maya Rudolph, but I I think if you're going to pick Maya Rudolph, you're going outside of her two main Disney voices. And you're, and you're starting to go the outside picture because it's hard not to think of her on SNL. Right. It's hard not to think of her most recently in Disenchanted. Think of her in The Good Place as the right. judge, but you can't think of those. We're strictly going on Disney slash Pixar animated films. Who is
2: Divine. the
0: best? And I agree. I would love to pick Maya, but I don't think you can pick her over John Ratzenberg. Right. So we're going to go ahead with I'm gonna call him rats for short. I bet he'd love that. Uh next we're gonna go with our number eight seed, Emma Thompson, versus our number nine seed, Sandra O. Oh. Who would you oh, pick wow. between those two? That's hard. I can tell you right now it's Emma Thompson. Yeah. And, and I'm going that by her Disney first, voice work.
2: That was my first thought. But then I was like, oh, love me some Sandra O. Oh, but yeah. You
0: kill we'll Emma. Emma. All right. Next, we're gonna go with number four, Jody Benson, versus number 13. Richard Kind. Jody. I, I agree 100% with Jody. I know that we're saying that we're only going with movies that they at least were included with p- t- for the past decade, and uh, Little Mermaid, I believe, was 92, but there's no way you can overlook her as the Little Mermaid, which, again, I mean, it's is such a great role. It is so well done. The fact that she sings and does the voice acting, I love Richard Kind, but he will always be a second, uh, secondary character mm-hmm. in these. She's owned an entire movie and i'll call it a franchise for decades upon decades so yeah. that's an easy one with jody uh next we're gonna go with number five idris elba versus number 12 Kristen bell
2: oh god why do they have to go up against each other
0: again we're well for i was gonna say we're not going upon looks but even that would be a challenge i mean they're two extremely attractive human beings yeah. uh but this is Kristen. going to go over i agree Kristen. Yeah. i think what she did with the role of anna is, I mean, it's made, I, I know Princess and the Frog is my favorite Disney princess movie, but Anna is my favorite Disney princess. Oh. I am, I'm in love with some Anna.
2: All right. Because it's Kristen Bell's voice?
0: No, because I think she makes that character and it's just this, she's just an adorable, cl- like, she's she's a princess that, she's the princess that you hope, <laughs> you, could, you hope you could break out of the friend zone. But because she seems very relatable and approachable, like she seems like the friend, the the girl friend as Mm. a guy who you grew up with and, you know, but you're like, I'm secretly in love with her all this time. But I actually think I have a chance. I mean, she would totally friend zone me. I'm just saying from a guy's perspective, that's how I think. All right. We're going to move over to our number two seed, John Goodman versus our number 15 seed, Rachel House. I mean, that's John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think Rachel does an incredible job of making the voices. I think I was trying to, of think, was trying to think of
2: Rachel again. Yeah, like, oh.
0: she—I mean, she's very, very good. But all right, next we're gonna go to number seven, Octavia Spencer versus number ten, Mindy Kaling.
2: Octavia.
0: Manicore. Yeah. Yeah, I—I—I I, I think what she did with that role alone, yeah, moves her on to the next round. All right, number three. This is such a serious matchup, but number three, Alan Tudyk versus number fourteen, Wallace Shawn. I'm of course going with Alan Tudyk. Okay. So that wasn't really a debate for us. Um, It might be next round though. All right. Then finally in this first round, number six, Julia Lewis Dreyfus versus number 11, Brad Garrett.
2: I'm going to say Julia.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to select, we have to have a discussion. I'm going to select an upset with Brad Garrett.
2: Okay. Why?
0: Um, I think he truly does make the roles his own as someone who has a very distinguishable voice. I think he's outstanding as Gusto. Uh, He's had a lot of great roles throughout the years. Um, I just Julia Louis Dreyfus does a good job, but I don't feel like she owns any of the roles. If that makes sense?
2: No, not at all. She owns them all. I mean, like when she voices it, it's a good voice. But I, but I think you come out of him and going, oh, that
0: was a well-voiced character, but you're not like, dang. That was good. Like that really, does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if worse comes to worse, we can flip a coin if we can't sway each other. Cause I'm not, I don't think I'm swaying. I'm going, I, I got to pick the upset of Brad Garrett.
2: Okay. I'm not swaying. You're not
0: swaying. Do we have a quarter? We'll just, we'll just flip something else. What do I have? I have a pair of scissors. That's not going to work. Why would I not have a coin sitting around somewhere? Um, all right, let's just do this. I'm going to write, uh, uh, a you can't flip that an H on here. I don't know which... Look, I'm going to rip this piece of paper in half. There's tails on one, head on the other. And which do you like to pick? Would you pick heads or tails? Tails. Okay. Pick one of these two. What is it? Tails. Tails. So, all right. JDL, as I affectionately call her, has moved on.
2: Yes.
0: All right. We're going to move back up into our second round, and that is number one, John Ratzenberger versus number eight, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. You're picking Emma Thompson? Yep. I don't think there's any doubt that John Ratzenberger is iconic and is one of the most prolific voice actors in Disney Pixar history with all of those roles, but his voice is noticeable as John Ratzenberger in every single role. Mm -hmm. So he comes, the the character comes on screen, you hear it and you go, that's John Ratzenberger, that's Cliff Clavin, that's Ham, that's whoever. Emma Thompson comes on screen and you go, give me a minute, who is this?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think so. because You're in the theater like-
0: Trying to Google without your phone shining too light. Who's th- who's voicing this? Who's
2: right? Because like she either has a British or a her strong accent mm-hmm. or, or she, she goes does. Scottish mm-hmm. like in Brave.
0: So Emma Thompson is getting the very big upset as a number eight seed over a number one seed John Ratzenberger. I'm sorry, Cliff Cleven. All right. Next up, we are coming to number four, Jody Benson versus number 12, Kristen Bell. That's a really tough one, I think, but I, I feel like we know the answer.
2: What are you saying,
0: Jody Benson? Oh, okay, I think would would you agree? I hate to pick it, and if you pick Kristen Bell, you can sway me that way. I can tell you that much. I mean, we're talking about her being well. You know, Kristen I don't know. Bell
2: sings too.
0: She does, and she is the voice. In one of the biggest franchises in Disney movie history now at this point. Yeah. With
2: everything. Going into di- Frozen 3, in
0: fact. I know. I, man, that's a really, really tough one. I don't know who I would pick because <laughs> Jodie Benson. Can we look past 1992 Little Mermaid?
2: I mean, you should. think of her work in the your, past decade. According to your. Then it's
0: clear cut Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. all right
2: poor jody uh, she's gonna i'm gonna run for the border be mad
0: bell all right we're gonna go up to number two john goodman verse number seven octavia spencer i'm
2: gonna say john
0: i agree 100 all right down into number three alan tudyk verse number six julia louis dreyfus
2: i think i'm gonna say alan
0: i think that's clear i'm gonna go with alan all right, we're down to our final four, Rhonda.
2: Mm. Very
0: quickly, this is why we set everything up, or this would have been a five-minute show. Yeah, right. But that's why I. <laughs> that's why I like to have an all discussion ahead of time. All right, we have. I don't. Well, I don't mean this in disrespect, but it's true. We have we have the old versus the new, in our first matchup. We have number eight, Emma Thompson, versus number twelve, Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, we're gonna have number two. This could almost be the old versus the new although Alan Tudyk's got to be in his 50s i think um number 2 John Goodman versus number 3 Alan Tudyk that's a really good matchup yeah Emma versus Kristen who are you picking think of the full body of work think of the legacy the the everything about it i think Kristen here here's my only thing is that when you think of Kristen Bell in disney you think of one role When you think of Emma Thompson in Disney, you can think of multiple roles. Okay. And does that make a difference? And I'm not picking yet because I don't know.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess you can say that. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. Like that's what would sway me because you're right. Like, you know, this is not just one role. This is multiple roles across Disney. And yes, Kristen has been in them. But it's one iconic role for her, which is Anna. Yeah. And Emma, like again, like I sat in Brave and I don't think I knew that, that it was her she voice was the mom.
0: Um so do you have a pick?
2: But I knew she was obviously in Beauty for and Mrs. The Beast. Potts. Yeah.
0: I I will I will select the major upset and say Kristen Bell for my pick. I just, I think, I think so then in the long run, that's it. I think she's I was going to do Emma. You were.
1: So because. So
0: now what do we do?
2: I said Kristen at, at first. At first, and
0: then you were switching. So we can both agree on Kristen. Sure. Kristen Bell, the number 12 seed, moves on. But I think it's wrong. To the final. According to Oh, your... I think most people will think it's wrong, and we will get some feedback on yeah. this one. But I don't think it's going to matter in the end. We have number two, John Goodman versus number three, Alan Tudyk. Who are you picking for that?
2: Mm, It's really hard, but I think I'm going to go with John.
0: Oh, this gets interesting. I think John Goodman is outstanding, but it's another one of those that you often know it's John Goodman. You know, when he comes up as Pacha, you can, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, that's John Goodman. Sully. Yep. That's John Goodman. You know, Big Daddy, that's John Goodman. And he does an incredible job in those roles. And the reason he gets those roles is because people want to hear John Goodman's voice. All it right. makes 100% sense. Same with John Ratzenberger. Same with Wallace Shawn. People want those voices. They don't need to disguise them. But in every single role that Alan Tudyk is in, I don't know that you could place that it's Alan Tudyk. Okay. Down to to voicing a chicken with no speakable words right a toucan with no speakable words a big roly poly a big bug roly poly as tuck tuck with no speakable words right. like okay. that's incredible is that what you call them as kids do you have those
2: down roly here? poly yes you I, have them down here i used to play with them all the time Lacey used to play with them did she yeah yeah they must be. We have them.
0: i wonder if they're universal you think they're an east coast thing do you people let us know if you have roly polies they're the little bugs that they roll into they a roll ball. They roll into a ball. Those have to be some of the most, aside from ants and any child with a magnifying glass, roly polies have to be the most tortured animal of all time. And and I feel bad because-
2: What is a roly poly?
0: I, I don't know. They have multiple legs, right? Are they in like yes. a centipede
2: family? Yes, I think so. Like
0: their protection is their greatest flaw. You know what I mean? Like Their protection is that they can roll into a ball, but that's also their greatest flaw because then kids want to just flick them everywhere and stuff. So, I feel bad for (laughs) roly-polies. There's got to be a roly-poly foundation out there to protect them. You think so? If not, we're going to start one after this episode. So, so what's the decision here? John Goodman or Alan Tudyk? Because I got to go Tudyk.
2: Okay, you've swayed me. I've swayed you. All right.
0: Now, he's a number three seed. All right. This is a huge matchup in the finals. Two of my favorite people. Number 12, Kristen Bell versus number three, Alan Tudyk.
2: And I feel like we have to pick Alan Tudyk because you don't know... His voice sometimes. I don't think
0: there's any argument against these two. I think you could make arguments versus John Goodman. I think you could make arguments of him versus, just say, if Wallace, you know, you know the Wallace Sean in the first round. I mean, I think there's some other arguments that could be made, but I don't think there's an argument of Alan Tudyk versus Kristen Bell.
2: Well, I, I mean, I could totally pick Kristen we, Bell. We both agree saying. with Just saying.
0: Yeah. All right. So, Alan Tudyk is our Disney voices of multiple characters, bracket- challenge winner
2: congratulations
0: congratulations alan uh if you reach out we do have a prize for you um <laughs> you can we will actually have you as a guest on the podcast but you have to do it as hey hey
2: no. the, whole, the whole time
0: <laughs> that would no. be so much that'd
2: be fun. amazing if we had him yeah and but then- seriously
0: reach out to us we got you um <laughs> I, I that's one of those honestly that's one of those people that i think would be that I, it just goes over my head i don't like sit down and actively think of this but That'd be incredible. Sit down in a room or lunch with Alan Tudyk and just talk to him. Because it's one of those you could probably just say like, name five roles I didn't know you were in, and he would say them, and it would just blow your mind. I bet. Mm. Like you would be like, no
2: way. A Night's Tale. Just kidding. A
0: Night's Tale. We we'll have to. I have to watch A Night's Tale now. Add it to the list. Amy and Chuck. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This was super duper fun. Yeah. Uh, as you listen to this, hopefully, if you listen Friday morning, we are on our way to Universal. We are on our Woo! way to Sheraton Vistana. We are on our way to the Contest of Champions Dance Weekend at the Contemporary. Yes. Uh, got to make gonna my dance out. mom shirt. We're going to make Rhonda a dance <laughs> shirt. Lacey specifically said no dance mom. Yeah. But she will allow you to
2: have- A dance shirt. A dance shirt. But- I hope people don't think, oh, look, she's a dancer. No Nobody's going to think
0: you're a dancer in well, this I'm contest. S-
2: why? I'm small. You're
0: the size of the dancers. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's, I don't know if this is middle school and high school. We're beyond the, I know that there were plenty of actors. I know there were plenty of actors who were in their 20s and sometimes even into their early 30s that could play off high school. Rhonda, you and I are well beyond that point of playing a high school Shh. kid. So, casting agents, I'm sorry, you could probably book us as I'm early. Too 30s, old for maybe. even um, Disney. Yeah, I know, I know. That's true. sad. You're too short for Disney. For, uh, for
2: I could have been Tinkerbell. Could have been. That's true. And possibly
0: Ariel. Maybe. We'll 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 find out. Anybody casting agents, casting Disney casting, reach out. Rhonda's is ready. Rhonda's is <laughs> ready to don the red wig and put on the I seashell. Can't. I'm old. clam brawl if her age still falls within the I ranks do no. it does not jeremy um, we've it already looked be-
2: at it. i've already talked to-
0: okay it's true we will be checking out flower and garden yes. this weekend um we will be checking out hollywood studios with Lacey. She's back at Disney after only two months Who would have (laughs) thought so But we are so glad she'll be there Uh, Anyways thank you guys so much for listening We really appreciate it Uh, If you want to get our new Be Nice to Bees shirt Which were designed and drawn by our 15 year old daughter Kaylin uh, You can go out They are available right now at MainStreetShirts.com to get You can mine. get them And wear them to the Flower and Garden Festival mm-hmm. Or just wear them around Anywhere that bees are present So go ahead MainStreetShirts.com Hit the subscribe, subscribe button Get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday And we would be so super duper thankful If you could leave us a rating and review
2: Because it'll help
0: our show grow That's all we've got We'll see you real soon
1: Jeremy and Rhonda Are more than a little fond of Disney World So they made this podcast to share it all with you reports and resorts top ten lists of all sorts Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you